You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Lincoln Kennedy, a member of that outstanding broadcast team, and was an all-pro offensive lineman when he played for John Gruden. Link, thanks again for taking the time to join us today. How are you? Wonderful. Be well, Cordell. How are you guys doing, man? We are doing very well. We appreciate you being available. So take us back to your playing experience in Oakland when John Gruden was a young head coach. What were the qualities that made him so effective then? Well, back then he had a very simplistic system, and I think Cordell might have played in that Pro Bowl he was coaching. Didn't you, Cordell? Did we yes, play together did. in that Pro Bowl? Yeah, we yeah, were together, you and I. System, very easy to understand and, and easy to manipulate and master. And, you know, for athletes, the, the best thing for them is that you you just have muscle memory and, and, and less thinking you're doing out there, the more effective you are. So, you know, it was it was a, a way for me to actually propel my career in the next level and being all pro and stuff like that and playing under him. Very simple and easy, understandable system. Lincoln, when you think about the things that Keyshawn Johnson mentioned on there in L.A. on ESPN, saying that he's really intense and sometimes can be aggravating or things can become really frustrating, then you hear Rich Gannon when coming to do his interview to maybe be the quarterback's coach, he says he's a little too intense. How do you think that will help a Derek Carr to transcending it to being a more consistent and efficient quarterback in the league? Oh, it won't help him. The intensity won't help him. I mean, the thing is, is that Derek Carr is cut from a different cloth. Derek Carr is a a, a laid back, low key, you know, religious, family oriented guy. Gruden can't take the same approach that he did back in the day against Rich Gannon or Jeff George or other quarterbacks that he coached, and, and expect Derek to be effective. The way that he's going to be able to manage Derek Carr is through is just through utilizing Derek's abilities to make him more effective on the football field. That will get Derek Carr fired up, and that's also going to be you know transcended from the quarterback coach, whoever decide to have the quarterback coach is going to be able to relay that. Gruden's one of these guys that um, what he most has, what he mostly has to do is learn how to manage today's personality, player personality. Guys like Derek Carr, guys like Khalil Mack, guys like Amari Cooper are very different, and it's very different than when he when he first started because Gruden was committed to the craft. He spent countless hours at the facility trying to do the same thing with Rich Gannon and stuff like that, and Rich was a, an, an ultimate student. Rich was the first one to go and the last one to leave. It doesn't work that way these days. You've you got to leave a lot. You can't work with guys as, as directly as you did because of the CBA. That's going to be different for him. So he's got to learn a way and manage and get his intensity or actually get his focus uh, to be absorbed uh, because he won't have as much time as he did in the past. Chatting with our friend Linky Kennedy, sideline analyst, Raiders Radio Network. You have a great vantage point on the field during the broadcast. So as you watch Carr this year, beyond the back injury, why do you think he took a step back statistically? They didn't give him enough options to me in, in the passing game. The passing game was extremely limited. They went for 50-50 balls. They went for stop routes, back shoulder throws. That was it. it was, you know, you look around the league, people were in crossing routes, digs left and right. Uh, and and it, was, it was very elementary. Uh, and I think that because he didn't have a number of options, he was left to force the ball in awkward places where it came up for turnovers, or he was waiting for somebody to get open. Uh, the the route running um, the, the, wasn't, you know, the execution wasn't that great because the receivers weren't always getting a lot of separation. So he relied on Michael Crabtree to be because Michael Crabtree is more of an aggressive style receiver, especially with his hands. He 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 relied on Crabtree a whole lot, um, and then throwing up a lot of balls, just uh, you know, fifty fifty balls. Amari Cooper able to come up with them, but more times than not, this season they were also interceptions. Marshawn Lynch has come in this past season and and, and kind of re, re-energized the community there in Oakland. Do you think Rich um, John Gruden actually allows him to stay another year? That's a good question. I think there's going to be some tweeting because the personalities, I think, are just too far 
too different than Gruden. What I mean by that, if you take a look back what he did in, in, in Tampa Bay, I mean, he got rid of Warren Sapp. He got rid of Keyshawn Johnson. You know what I mean? He let those guys go because he thought he could do better elsewhere. I don't know if he's one to have an, an, out, an outgoing personality like a Marshawn Lynch uh, or a Crabtree or some of the other guys he has on this roster. He's going to have to tweak it because he's going to have to get players who can definitely buy into him. And there are a lot of guys that, that in the locker room who are doing their own thing. Marshawn is good for Oakland. I don't necessarily know if he's good for the Raiders. So they got to they evaluate. they got to do a lot of evaluating to do. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. We know that the Raiders' defense allowed way too many big plays, but as we look at the talent level, beyond Khalil Mack, how many skilled players do you see on that side of the football? Is this something they have to upgrade through the process of the draft or making a splash in free agency? Well, they got to upgrade it through the draft like they did last year. The only bad part is that their top two draft picks did play. You know, so that, that that limits you when you're talking about building the foundation through the draft. I think, however, they need to use this first pick in the draft to go out there and get a linebacker. Um, and then, you know, you still have to help out in the secondary. Um, you're going to have to get uh, you're going to have to get even another corner because Sean Smith was not what you wanted. You're going to probably parting ways with him. Um, so there's still a lot of work to do. This defense still has a lot of work to do, but it's got a good nucleus. I think Eddie Vanderdose played pretty well for his position. I think, you know, Mario Edwards Jr., Jr., when he's healthy, he can be suitable as a defensive tackle. But it's been a long time since the Raiders really had a, a defensive tackle who could really push the pocket. And I don't know if that's necessarily available in the draft, per se, haven't gotten to that part of evaluation. But I do think they, need to, they definitely need to get another linebacker to help Navarro Bowman in there. Hey Jack, we can all say Jack Darrell came in and had some success uh, with this team. Does John Gruden take him to the next level? Well, to find the next level. I mean, uh, the let's say is, get to the postseason and win a game. Well, okay. Well, the, the, the being realistic, I think they can they can win the division. I think this division is weak enough and inconsistent enough with the, the amount of turmoil that's going to happen in this offseason to where the Raiders can take that and win the division. Now, if you, I'm not going to say they're they're ready to go to Super Bowl, but it depends on how the playoffs fall. I mean, this is a team that's better suited to face somebody at home than, say, go on the road. I don't think they can, you know, the current setting situation, I don't think they can go to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. I don't think they can go to New England and beat New England. So we're talking about the upper tier of the AFC. I don't know where that puts them. They're going to have to win enough games to get a home game. If they win a division, they can do that. If they're facing a wild card, yeah, I think they can win one, one playoff game. Blank, last one for me. Let's draw on your expertise. Raiders had the highest paid offensive line in all of football. What happened to that unit this year? Inconsistencies, inconsistencies through execution. The, the Donald Penn holdout at training camp ruined his timing, which really affected him throughout the entire season. More importantly, there were a lot of times, a lot of instances where the backs hit the wrong hole. Derek made the wrong cars, calls when he was going with check with me system, running into an eight nine man box. Um, but when people knew Marshawn Lynch was in the game, it just it, there was execution, poor execution across the line. And really, you know, a lot of those guys were playing way too high, way too many times. I was surprised they had many guys. Went Lincoln, great information as always. We appreciate the time. As we say goodbye, as a proud Washington alum and a member of the College Football Hall of Fame and a colleague of mine at Pac-12 Networks, I was trying to include Cordell in the Pac-12 family because Colorado joined our Conference of Champions. He said, whoa, 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 I'm a Big 8 guy. Hey, that's not come wrong, on, is now. it? Come on, come on with it. Come on over here to come on over to the Pac-12. Well, I'm over there. I'm over there by default because I have no choice. But when it comes down to what I've done, it goes back to the Big Eight, which I think those numbers now carry over to the Pac-12. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that what happens now? I, that I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. But hey, that's I'll why say, I say Big Eight. Look, you're, you're welcome. You're, 
the, the Buffs are welcome to part of the family. They put they put a couple of <laughs> lickings on us when we played them, so I know uh, I know they they they're good stuff. We'll put it this way. When they have a big eight network, Cordell can work for them. You and I will start with the Pac-12 networks, all right? (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you, Link. Take care. Have a good one, guys. See you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.